0: So, welcome, guys, to the Power Half Hour each week, uh, Wednesdays at eleven o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We talk to a top, top agent, and no different this week. Uh, We have an absolute uh, treat for you guys today. John Show, um, guys, check him out. Check him out on uh, TikTok. (laughs) Please follow him and uh, you know see what he does. It's just, it's just amazing. And you are on fire. So, without further ado, Mr. John Show, welcome.
1: Hey guys, I am pretty excited. Um, I've never been to like a podcast thing like this before. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, but, but
0: all right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were just talking a little bit here, but John, uh, uh, you know, being able to do 45 transactions in your first year, how, how long have you been selling now total in real estate? So
1: I started um, in February, 2019, so I'm still very, very new, uh, but did you ask me like total amount of real
0: estate that I sold? Yeah, total amount of real estate since you've been in real estate selling, uh, resale. Uh-huh.
1: So I, I guess I have to go back and check my numbers. I kind of like upload them on Zillow to right. go back and record it. But I, I'm more, I wasn't too heavily into just selling, 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 but I kind of shifted my focus in, on investing and, um, but I still do sell.
0: So you still do sell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I
1: I see real estate as regular transaction as a side income now. And I see more of, um, investment opportunity as my main income. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. You you did. I I think it was TikTok that you talked about because your Mm -hmm. transaction, uh, commissions are low, lower. Yeah. So then Mm -hmm. when you invest, you actually make the bigger paycheck.
1: Right. Right. So To put it in perspective, our area, guys, um, there's about 300,000 people in our area, in the Pensacola area. And our median income is 27 grand. So a lot of our homes here are 200 to $300,000 homes. That's the most uh, sales that we see. Um, So the commission on that is going to equate after the cut. It's usually around 2.5% to 3% so it's not much however of course if you have a ton of transactions you know you you can get a lot of money from that because i know agents here that have been doing it for 20 plus
0: years they're making you know over a million dollars in commission wow so yeah with with uh, homes that are they're selling homes 100 to 200,000 and they're making a yeah. million dollars a year
1: yeah but they're doing like 200 and 300 homes a year because they have to so do do you do you have a team yourself right now or just you i do not have a team but i am in the process of getting my broker's license um i have a big big opportunity to come in here um where they are wanting me to become a broker and then partner
0: up so that that's what is in the process so nice man well congratulations on that uh you're always taking it to the next level and you're always uh, sharing a lot of good things on TikTok and social media. Um, I think what a lot of us want to know, especially the newer ones, right? Mm-hmm. How did you do 45 transactions your first year in real estate? First year.
1: Well, guys, when I first started, um, I, I, I was actually selling cell phones before um, getting into real estate. So for me, um, I had that sales experience and I didn't realize I had that sales experience until I started selling cell phones. Cause my first year um, I ended up placing in top 12 as a rookie agent for selling wow. cell phones and we got paid commission there. And then that's when I found a real estate agent where she came to me and she asked me, Hey, I think you'll be a great real estate agent. So I said, okay. Um, I don't know if I want to, just cause I was kind of feeling comfortable selling cell phones. Uh, but you know, we went back and forth for two hours. She said, no, you need to become a real estate agent. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't really (laughs) feel like it. (laughs) But then she, she said 20 K checks are nice. Um, and that kind of hit home for me because my parents used to only make $20,000 a year. So, so for me, I was like, wait, if I could make 20 K in just just one check, that's gonna be huge because that's exactly how much my parents used to make. So that kind of motivated me, and then that's when I started taking the real estate courses. And it took me about six months to finish and finally get um, um, licensed in and found a brokerage. And for my first month, I didn't make any money, didn't have any closing. Mm-hmm. Second month, I didn't have any any closing either. And then by the third month, I was actually looking for medical sales job just because, you know, money was getting really, really tight. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, oh man, if I don't make any money um, and I'm looking at my savings account and my checkings account and it's low, low. And I was like, okay, if I don't make any money now, I'm about to lose the house and I'm about to lose the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause I, I have a wife too. So I was like, oh man, I just... So and during those period, I was door knocking eight hours a day, wow. um, calling four hours a day, and then also door knocking again for four hours. So I was doing all the work, but I still wasn't seeing any result. So, you know, every time I kind of felt like down and low, I, I was like, OK, I just need to get out there and just keep door knocking, keep door knocking. Just because I didn't have any kind of connections. Um, I only had like 100 people on my phone contacts and not a lot of Facebook friends and not a lot of people wanting to sell or buy. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, um, this is this is getting really, really bad. However, you know, those door knocking actually started paying off mm. and me asking other agents like, hey, do you have any kind of buyers that you don't want to take um, that uh, you don't have time for? So these are like really top producing agents that have buyers on the back burner right and i I kept asking them hey like if there's anything i could do for you guys that would be awesome and then on my third month i actually had five closings which was insane i know so all of that just hit during the third month so i'm really glad i didn't switch to um like just medical sales and i just stuck it out so yeah. And then after that five transactions, I kept doing it and more clients came to me from those door knocking days mm. and then they wanted me to list their house. And then once I list their house, I got the buyers to um, use me as well. And so the cycle kept repeating and repeating and repeating. So oh that's how I was able to close a
0: 45 transaction in a year. Yeah. But guys, uh, so that's basically you put in the, the time. I mean, did you say eight hours of door knocking? Eight hours of door knocking. And it was crazy because I was still wearing my
1: suit the whole time. Oh, my and goodness. and but I did buy a pair of cool Hans. Um, they had like Nike bottoms. And okay. they helped me. a ton. <laughs>
0: they,
1: they helped me a ton, you know, just walk in and I was getting like blisters in as well. But you know in my mind i was just thinking of my why my reason why i'm doing this Mm -hmm. and every time i'm like oh man this this stinks because like people would like cuss at you and they'll get mad at you just because like you're in front of their door and they just people just hate solicitation i had people come up to me where the hoa owners stopped me in the middle of door knocking and i was like hey i'm I'm just your neighborhood realtor. (laughs) But that's the thing. I would always tell everyone that I am their neighborhood realtor. So Mm. they were like, oh, he lives in our neighbor. I mean, (laughs) I don't technically live in your neighborhood, but I am in this area. So I am your neighborhood realtor. And that kind of helped people when they come up to your door they're like, Oh, you're my neighborhood realtor. Okay. Mm. Let me open my door even wider now. And I'm not in a defensive position anymore because I said, I'm your neighborhood realtor. And I'm just here to see if you're you or your family or your friends are wanting to sell their house. Like I just wanted to introduce myself because I am your neighborhood realtor. Nice. (laughs) So, so I kept going on, you know, subdivision after subdivision. And, um, that's, that's how I got started. So that, that was, I, that was, that was pretty much it
0: dude. And amazing a lot story. Of um, no online lead generation, no marketing.
1: Yes. None of that. And I wish like, and I know some agents get that online leads and they pay per leads. But at that time, you know, for me, I didn't have any kind of money to start out with the cheapest way for me to get my return on investment was printing out those pamphlets, because uh, when I door knock, I would always have like, "Hi, my name is John Cho. I'm your neighborhood realtor," and then I'll kind of give my background information, and I will like to help you serve um, your your friends or family or even you if you're wanting to sell. So I always had that because not a lot of people would come to the door and they would not be at home, but mm. they would see that thing in their door and that pamphlet, and then once they see that um, and they want to sell and they would call me and I got one listing, like several listing from that and where I also gained a buyer and then wow. their buyers, the buyers that I had, had a family who needed to sell. So I got their listing as well. So it kind of was like a chain reaction.
0: Yes. Yeah. But you put in the work, right? I mean, uh, I, I, guess what you're trying, what I'm, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. um, is that there's, there's no magic bullet. Mm-hmm. There was no magic in what you did. <laughs> Guys, I was trying to hear some magic in there, but it was no magic. It was just hard work. So eight hours of door knocking and then four hours of calling. That's 12 hours of prospecting. Yeah. So
1: sometimes I, I would do like on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, um, I would really focus on door knocking actually on Saturdays the most because I know people usually stay home during Saturdays. Yeah. But on Fridays, like early in the morning from nine to like, like to lunch, I would uh, call people and then I would get angsty. Cause like I have ADHD. I can't really sit for so long. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I need to go get out, go out and do some action. And then that's when I would door knock too, for mm. several, several hours.
0: So-, so you just like had this energy pent up in you. You had to get out and just, just talk to people.
1: Well, I would say yes and no, but it was mostly like, I knew that if I didn't put in the work, you know, I would go broke because I quit my other job where I was doing super well. Right. And to achieve the financial freedom that I wanted, I, I wanted to make sure like, I don't stop. I do this and I need
0: to do this. It was, yeah.
1: it was like, um, I had no choice but to do those actions.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. And I mean, I think, well, the immediate um, state that you have at hand is like um, you had a a car, you had a a house, which you still have, and then you have a wife. So you got to get to work. But I want to circle back to what you told me before is your upbringing, you know, growing up poor. How did that affect you in uh, being motivated Mm -hmm. today?
1: Well, guys, I I grew up extremely, extremely poor um, at this. the the, it's kind of like i hated it i really really hated um like when the bus came i would actually like walk to another street or just just because i didn't want people to know where i lived and my parents like i said they only made 20k a year so we struggled every time like i know i just i just remember all these horrible events um so uh the biggest thing that i would say is like No, the second biggest thing for me that really hit, actually, sorry, sorry, guys. (laughs) I get a little angsty when I talk about this. So, you know, when I was in high school, middle school, when we always, um, I used to be in a soccer team and when we go to away soccer games and it was time to eat, I I didn't have any money. So I would be the only one sitting at the bus, just like uh, 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 super hungry. And I wouldn't tell anybody just because I was kind of embarrassed where, uh, my financial situation was and my parents were and then you know when it comes to graduation my parents couldn't make it to none of my brothers and my ceremony just because they couldn't afford the plane ticket so I was like the only guy there at graduations at graduation without a parent so that kind of like hit uh, that kind of um like set off set something off in me and then the, the last thing was like um you know my brother we knew something was wrong with my brother and um, something was growing on his neck gradually every day. And we, we knew that, and we had a feeling something was really, really extremely wrong. And, you know, but our plane ticket that we booked was four months ahead and we couldn't just book a plane ticket just because we didn't have any money in the bank. And then once that four month came, you know, Uh, we were able to come to the States and then get examined. And then the doctor said, Hey, you have a stage four thyroid cancer. You need to get this thing immediately done. And so for me, not having able to have that, not, not seeing, not able to see my parents to afford, you know, plane ticket and get checkup and, you know, it made him gradually worse. So for me, I took that to heart and I used that as my why, why I need to become super successful and use that pain and becoming the top 1% and just um, to help other people. Cause that's what I've been doing as well, where um, a lot of people like missionaries, um, I I know I'm sponsoring some missionaries already. Um, They came to me and they were asking, Hey, is there any way you could help us? And I was so happy when they came to me because Every time in my life, it was my parents asking other people um, mm-hmm. if they can sponsor us because I've seen that happen. So I use that why and my my reason why I need to become successful and why I need to door knock eight hours a day and why I need to achieve that financial freedom. It's just for my future and my future family's freedom and, you know, to help other people that are in that back situation. So that's why I do the things what I do and um that's why i'm trying to always grow and learn from it so
0: yeah man uh, uh, first of all thank you so much for sharing all that that was uh it's it's it, it got deep in me man i i felt yeah. that and uh thank you and it's very very inspirational um what you're doing today and i could see the why and i could see your energy through you know we've obviously never met in person but i could see your feel your energy through the screen and I uh, just want to say thank you for that, man. That's that's amazing. Um, so wh- how long has it been since you've seen your parents?
1: Um, I think it was like last year, but, you know, they're just in Africa. They're missionaries there. So like they come here and there visit. So, yeah,
0: it's, it's been great. <laughs> how long have they been in Africa doing the missionaries?
1: 1994. So, 1990. they, they've been...
0: so that's 20, wait
1: yeah i'm 1993 i was born in 1993 so they've been
0: there for 28 years oh my goodness so you're you you've been around the globe then africa korea
1: yeah so i'm like a foreigner everywhere like if i go to um tanzania they're like china china you know (laughs) just because i'm like yellow so like and then if i go to like the states you know they're anyways yeah it's just oh, been man. I was always a foreigner which was and speaking of being a foreigner I I'm noticing a lot of um, you know people here are uh, my, a my minority so and I had a lot of people ask me hey how are you doing so well you know has your race affected you and mm-hmm. I told and I told them this hey like let's say people don't want to hire me just cuz I'm, you know, not the same color or the same race. That's fine because a lot of my clients have have been the same race as me and I've actually it's for me that was kind of like an advantage for me where they wanted to hire me where they wanted to sell their home but, you know, every other realtor wasn't, you know, the same race as them. What I'm trying to say is like I know a lot of people focus on the negatives, but if mm-hmm. you focus on the positive, like you would get business from that. Like, just because, you know, I'm I'm a minority doesn't mean I'm not going to get business. But rather, if you change that mindset thinking, oh, because I'm a minority, I can actually appeal to some other group that might want to work with me. So, you know, I've had that, those questions come up. So that's, that's what I want to tell you guys
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of minorities here and a lot of newer agents yeah. too. So this is very, very inspirational. So guys, I mean, mm-hmm. put in the hard work focus on the positives it's it's not it's it's not easy but it's actually very simple and uh from talking to you you just had a one-track mind you just kept moving moving forward so on the days that got tough john um what would you say you think about to keep moving forward
1: on the days that got tough as in so um you know i turned into investment where um just because like i know uh, Cause I heard the markets go up and down. Right. So that's why I turned my mindset into uh, fixing and flipping and trying to get passive income. So after a year of um, being in the market where I helped a lot of sellers and buyers, and I automatically knew if it, if this house was 1300 square feet in this area, that should sell about 450 grand. So I used that knowledge and mindset Into starting to do investment. And so, my first investment property, I got really, really lucky, guys. Um, I was driving for dollars and I found a house. And at that moment, I only had like 10 grand to spend. So, I literally offered the guy 10 grand for the house. And I thought he was just going to tell me to get out of here, but he didn't. He said, okay, (laughs) 10 grand. I'll sell this house for 10 grand. And then But he was like, well, but there's one problem. There's 10 grand in back taxes that I need to pay. And I was like, okay, all right. But at that time, since I was in real estate, I started to make a lot of connections. So I knew people who had money and I knew that if I presented them this deal, they'll say yes in a matter of second. And that's exactly what happened. 10 grand in purchase price, 10 grand in back taxes, and then another 100 grand in fixing it up. Oh. And then after we fixed it up, we put it on the market and then it sold
0: for 290000 So well, that was... It, that, wait, hang on. Yeah. 10 grand you bought it for. There's a 10 grand. grand in back taxes. 100,000 yeah. in fixing it up. You sold it yeah. for 290. 290, which was <laughs> like
1: crazy. Yeah. So I actually made a YouTube video about that too. Yeah. <laughs> Just Who like, wants to go to Pensacola yeah. and talk to John? <laughs> Just because I knew it was like once in a lifetime deal. And I feel like if I told people this, they'll be like, oh, he's lying. So I was like, you know what? Let's just video record this. And I have all the process down. And then once I started doing that, I was like, wow, I just made more than what I made in a year selling houses in this Mm -hmm. area. Because I'm not in a luxury area, guys. So um, the commissions are uh, lower. So I was like, okay, let me just start uh, focusing on uh, investment properties and then the next property, um, which was crazy, I uh, bought it for 70 grand. And then um, I was going to fix it and flip it, flip it, because the resale value was 165 grand. But after I bought it, within an hour, one of my investment friends came over and he said, hey, I need a place to live. And I want something with good equity. I'll buy this from you for 120 grand. And I was like... <laughs> without doing anything without doing anything because it would it passed conventional loan and i was like man okay um and then the conventional loan was 29 days out so instead of fixing it i was like okay i'll just sell it to you for 720 grand 120 grand in some. so i net exactly around 41 grand on that property so that was my second and then all i did was i kept accumulating cash and capital and then put it into a new investment, a new investment. But as, as time went on, I'm I'm on my 17th flip um, since 2020. But the problem is um, taxes, taxes are killing, killing me right now. And I'm looking at these tax bills and I'm like, wow, like I could have literally just bought another house with this tax amount. Oh my goodness. So that's why I was like, and that's why I turned into buying passive income. Right. Um, right now, I have a huge deal that's going on. It's a thirty-unit motel deal. Wow! And, um, I found it on my own, and it was it's it's an amazing property because the seller is around eighty-three years old, and he's been wanting to sell for ten years, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's had a lot of issues with communication and um, You know, by the way, I'm super persistent and relentless. So I think he's he's had agents where they weren't too motivated, but I am super motivated just because I am gonna be buying this property. So you know, we're still in the works, and you know, we're wanting to close in September. Um, So he gave us an amazing deal just because I know that he nets about $190,000 a year on that motel. Wow. But it's not up to full value. Right. And although he nets about 190 grand a uh, a year, he said he wants a fire sale. John, I'm going to give you a good incentive. Like I'll sell this to you for 1.45 million. And I'll also do seller financing, which is amazing. Yeah. So it's actually a home run deal. So, and I actually brought in another partner just cause like, I'm not as experienced and he's also going to be providing value with raising money. Cause the seller did want about $500,000 in down payment, but he knows where he can syndicate that money and use other people's investors money. Mm -hmm. Cause he knows a lot of really wealthy people where they need to spend their money ASAP. So they get tax breaks. Right. So we're gonna be using that money to pay the down payment and then also re- give a good return on the investors and also us being the primary owners of the motel, uh, we're gonna renovate, we're gonna put about like 250 grand and raise the rent and we calculated that the best and the highest amount we could do is to here. The motel makes 330k right now, but we can bump that up to 450 to 500k, wow. and then lower the expense ratio. So that's the deal that I'm working on right now. Just because I I don't like to pay taxes. Yeah. Um. I I don't want to do all these all this work and pay to pay a huge amount of taxes because that to me that that doesn't make sense. And to me, being a pro- real estate professional, I also want to show that show to other investors and show to other clients that, Hey, you could do this with your money. And then maybe we can either partner up or we could, you know, do other real estate ventures. So I kind of want to show other real estate people that, um, that I am a real estate professional. And there's a lot of things you could do in real estate,
0: man. You you got the track record for sure. So I think a lot of people would trust you with their money. Oh, we got a question here. Amazing story, John. Thank you, how are you finding these deals? Okay, the deals, I have never purchased a single deal from the
1: MLS, just because once it hits the MLS, um, a lot of people are interested and the prices keep going up. Yeah. And I don't want to be in a bidding war. However, I do have colleagues in Las Vegas where they only buy from the MLS and Hmm. they make a small ROI, but they do a ton of quantity. So I know they made about like 3 million just flipping houses through the MLS. But for for me, I didn't have the kind of cash that they have. So I'm kind of starting like a lower amount. So for me, my ROI, I want it to be literally about 70% or 100%. Mm. Like if I'm putting 100K in, I want 200K out. And I know some of the colleagues who have money; they can just keep buying and buying, but yeah. their return on investment is low, about like twenty percent. So for me, uh, it really depends on who you are and what kind of financial situation you are in. If you don't have that kind of cash, like you have to find amazing deals where you know the numbers work. Like for example, um, I bought three homes at once, and Hurricane Sally came through. And trees fell on it. So money got really, really tight. However, uh, there was this house that I bought for 59000 And I said, okay, we need to sell this right now because we need money for the other projects. And now since the trees fell on it, we're not going to have like the time to spend more time. So the house that I got for 59000 I put in 2000 cleaned it out and put it on the MLS for $100,000. They sold within a
0: week. Wow. Are so, you door knocking these ones or you just found them off? Uh, it expired or like? Driving for dollars. Driving and, for dollars, Jack. Yeah. Driving mm-hmm. around. That's it. Yeah. And then sometimes
1: a lot of good deals that you can find is probates, guys. Um, probates, so pretty, right. pretty much, you know, the, the <clears throat> parents die and the kids don't know what to do with it. And they're like, hey, I just want to get this thing off my chest. And some of them just don't really care. And at that time, of course, since I'm a realtor, I always put it on the paper that I am acting as an investor mm-hmm. on my own interest. Because I don't want to blur the lines yeah. where I'm a realtor versus an investor. When I'm in, when someone calls me and say, hey, they want to sell my house. And I say, okay, I'm going to be an investor here and i always tell them and as a realtor if they call me as a realtor i tell them that okay this you can get x amount i'm here for your interest first but if they call me with other my cuz i send out mailers and postcards mm, and yeah, there's postcards yeah got it. and if they see if they call me from that i'm an investor like i'm, right. I'm working for myself but, but if someone got call, calls me and say hey i need
0: a realtor to sell my house I'm a real I'm a realtor. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that's Jack, that's I also hope that helps. Yeah. Jack, I just want to say again, there's no magic. John puts in the hard work. He drives around, he door knocks, <laughs> he he sends out flyers. It's it's very simple. It's just not easy. And John's willing to put in the grind, man. John, we are almost out of time here. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for the audience to finish uh well to keep going in 2021? and to hit their goals or invest, uh, and, and become wealthy like you? Well, <laughs> well, I'm not wealthy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Um, for, okay.
1: dude, yes. no, don't worry. You are 27 years old, man. You were 27. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's just the process of, cause when I was door knocking, when I was calling, you know, I, it didn't feel like it's going to give me results. Like you don't feel that. and you don't feel like am I doing the right thing like there's always going to be that doubt like is is this what Mm -hmm. I need to be doing am I doing the right things and there's no like like halo is saying oh yeah you're doing the right thing yeah (laughs) it's it's just the numbers game Uh, where you knock x amount of doors you're gonna get a return like and then you follow up and it's it's definitely the mindset game and the hustle game
0: The hustle game,
1: yeah. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I am human. Um, as I'm doing a lot of these work, sometimes I do get burnt out. So sometimes I I don't work for about a week or two, just like just be lazy, and then I I get back in. Nice. This is me just speaking as a human perspective, yeah. (laughs) Because I know some people just say grind, 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 and hustle, hustle, hustle. But you know, as humans, we do get burnt out and. Um, you know, I face that. But the, the thing is, I always make sure I trust the process and keep going. And although it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel right. It does lead to results. If you just do your prospecting activities.
0: It. I love it. I love it. Guys, trust, trust the process, you know, put in the grind, but you will get burnt out. And it's okay. John takes two weeks at a time just to like unwind. So it's okay. <laughs> we are all human john how can we uh reach you send you referrals or join your your group your team
1: um instagram facebook and um i love tiktok guys um yeah so you guys message me on there too it's it's fun being on tiktok
0: <laughs> Fifteen thousand <000 laughs> so, followers within a month
1: so so, it was, <laughs> <laughs> so but absolutely well thanks for having me here um it was it's, it's exciting so for sure. thanks John. Thank you, I appreciate thank it. you
0: thank you for sharing with us and uh, this was a good one man and, and I appreciate you uh, sharing your heart out as well. So all right guys, make it a great day. We'll see you all next week. See you guys. thank you, John.